I asked him how much he has in it, and he's like, um, I think about $22,000. He has $22,000. He, he could buy, he told me, he's like, yeah, I could, I could buy a new car mm-hmm. for how much I have invested in this R2 unit. And he's told me some horror stories of like taking it to a con and like kids walking up and, you know, they're like, R2, and they punch him in, in like, one of his little his little eye things on the front of, like, the of the dome. Or mm-hmm. he watched a – it wasn't his, uh, but one of, one of his friends, a – they were at a con, and a uh, – I'm assuming teenager uh, is what he said. He, he, she had to have at least been 16, 17 years old, saw the guy's R2 unit – squealed as loud as she could, ran and tackle hugged. Uh, I think the I think the technical term is glomping. Isn't that what it's called? Yeah, glomping. So she she glomped his R2 unit, his $20,000 R2 unit, and, like, knocked it down and whatnot. And the guy was just frozen in place, like, staring. And George, my buddy, was next to me. He just kind of put his hand on him. He's like, don't. Don't. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> well, yeah. You're listening to the Epically Geeky Show, a place for all things geeky. Welcome out to the Epically Geeky Show, episode number 65. I'm your host for the evening, Eugene Stevens. Uh, tonight's opening question is. When it comes to con food, do you A, eat whatever's there, B, go out, you know, try to find some time to go out and find something to eat, or C, do you just bring in snacks? Uh, tonight is a little different because uh, most of our normal cast isn't here. In fact, we've got some uh, special guests. We're going to start off uh, with Alex. Alex, uh, Alex Carter. Of the three things, if it comes down to con food, are you eating what's there? Are you trying to sneak out sometime, or are you just going to bring in snacks? Well, uh, I found myself at, at cons being a little bit too busy to try and sneak out, so it's kind of either eat what eat, eat whatever's there, or eat what food I've brought with me. So it's it's kind of a toss up between those two. Um, I don't like to wait an hour and a half in line at a con <laughs> to get food, so <laughs> uh, especially if I'm working at a booth. So I, I tend to uh, eat whatever food I brought with me, whether it be like trail mix or something like that. You know, you generally something not probably the best for you. <laughs> oh well, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it no, it never is. It never is. Also joining us tonight is uh, Jillian Athey. Uh, when it comes to con food, are you eating what's there? Are you sneaking out? Are you bringing in snacks? What you got? What you got going on? I do all the things. I always bring the instant ramen and like fruit snacks and pop tarts. And I usually, we usually end up with a hotel room of way too much food. And then we usually go and go buy, like, either the Japanese snacks or, like, one of the conventions I always go to has, like, a bunch of food trucks that always comes. So we always end up hitting that at least once. And then we also always go out to eat at least once, usually in cosplay. So, you know, that's always fun because all the people are always like, what? What? <laughs> so it's really fun. It's a good time. <laughs> uh, as, uh, as the Ghostbuster community likes to refer to it, uh, we like to go scare the straights. Uh <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. that's that's always in, fun. Uh, in I, another group I play in the Society for Creative Anachronism, we like to call it Freaking the Mondays. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Normies. Yeah. Oh, uh, the norms. <laughs> um, 
Well, the reason why I have my two special guests on tonight is uh, we we'd previously done an episode about cosplay, and um, while Lainey and I were at uh, AggieCon, we actually had a booth uh, next to Jillian and got to talking to her. Uh, she was in really awesome cosplay, and um, I was like, I was like, look, uh, I, I'm not really not trying to be a creep or anything, but I can't help but look <laughs> at your armor, and I'm just like, wow, that's awesome. We started talking about it, and I was like, you know what? This is awesome. I found another cosplayer that I can talk to because I've wanted to do an episode talking about prop making and and costume making and stuff like that. And um, she introduced me uh, 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 to Alex, and I was uh, I was like, well, hey, let's get an episode together and, and talk about this. So <laughs> that's what we're talking about uh, tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so with that said, um, let's just, uh, you know, like I said, I've got a couple of prepared questions, but we're just going to kind of see how the episode goes. Um, but I'll just get and start off with this. Um, how did you get into cosplay slash prop making? And Alex, you, you can go ahead and start if you'd like. Uh, I got into it on accident. Uh, it was, yeah, no, uh, <laughs> it was completely by mistake. Uh, so I, uh, about two years ago, I was putting together my first cosplay, uh, which was a armored vault suit from Fallout. Because, okay. uh, like, specifically Fallout 3 is what I was going for, but, like, my vault was Vault 13, which, if you play, like, the original Fallout games from the computer games, Vault 13 is the vault that you're from in the very first Fallout, mm-hmm. uh, where you're the, uh, I think it's, you're just called the Vault Dweller, or the Dweller. Um, but so I was doing that and I was buying a bunch of stuff. I pretty much bought all of my stuff from various people on Etsy and I got it and it was what I ordered. It's what I paid for, but it wasn't fallout, you know, so it was too newish. Mm-hmm. So I took a blowtorch to stuff and made it look all grimy and dirty and whatnot and bloody. Cause you know, you get in lots of fights yeah. and fallout. And I I got really into it, and, you know, I really, like, this is really cool. This is something I enjoy doing, and I got to wondering, like, well, what else can I make? And so I started making other stuff, and then, you know, and then it just kind of, like I said earlier, just kind of snowballed out of control from there, and here I am two years later making stuff. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jillian, how did you get into cosplay? So... I got into cosplay because I went to a convention with my friends and was like, this is cool. I want to do this. And I've been into art since I was little. And so it was really not that big of a jump because I've always loved like anime and Legend of Zelda and like the nerdy things. Mm -hmm. Like my parents would be like, why don't you be a normal girl? And I'm like, yeah, but I like Thundercats. (laughs) So, um, so anyway, I mean, it was fine. They, they, they love me. They're proud of me, but, uh, yeah, so it, it really wasn't, it was a natural progression, I think, of challenging my abilities and, like, um, furthering my artistic skills because I've learned so many things from cosplay, like, I don't know, all sorts of different art things that I never would have dreamed I would have been able to do. So um, that's kind of how I got started. And then um, the first cosplay I ever made on my own was a Katarina and Talon from League of Legends, mm-hmm. and I ended up competing in a contest because I was like, this is turning out much better than I actually ever anticipated and uh, I have the swords up there that I can show you guys if you want. Um, but uh, I ended up placing, uh, like, what, best novice or second place novice? I think it was second nice. place novice. And nice. I was like, oh, okay. So then I got, you know, hooked <laughs> and, like, <laughs> down, the, down the drain from there. So Right. Awesome. Yeah. Um, 
I it's something that's always kind of been in the back of my head. Um, I've always been a bigger guy, and uh, a couple years ago when my boys were were born, I was like, all right, listen, I got to get the weight thing under control. So I started working out and lost a bunch of weight. I've put on some of the weight, but we're not going to talk about that. Um, but uh, and I was like, I've I, I've always enjoyed Ghostbusters, and I was like, I, I you know I uh, I went a couple years ago to a con and I I met the Austin area Ghostbusters there, and I was like. Wow, like this is legit. Like there's a group or whatever. And I, I was like, okay, I want to, I want to do this. So I don't know why I decided to go for a gold medal with a proton pack being the first build. Cause I'm like, <laughs> I have a little electronics background. So I, you know, I started doing research and everything else. I've always enjoyed working with my hands. Um, and you know, woodworking is, is interesting, but, uh, number one, usually it, 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 you know, you have to have a lot more space. You have to have a lot more power tools and you also, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the time, the energy and everything, but I really wasn't sure how to incorporate my geeky side into it. And then as I'm building this, this, this proton pack, I was like, this is cool. Like you can make some cool stuff with like really stuff that's inexpensive, you know, foam and, and PVC and everything else. And I was like, this is like, this is great. I get to work in my hands, get to express my geeky side. And you know, that's why I've, I've, you know, got, and then I started doing YouTube searches. And the next thing I know, I'm like, wow, there's a whole community and like a whole, you know, <laughs> there's a whole thing out there. And I, I get, I'm so sucked into it now. I just, I love it. So, right. Um, so how long have you been doing cosplay? Alex. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I've been doing it since about maybe 2012. Oh, okay. I'm um, about three, three or four years. Um, Maybe 2013. I can't really remember. I think I started in 2012, but my first competition wasn't until 2013 because it was in the spring. Mm-hmm. So that's I kind of go by. Okay, what year did I do this costume for a competition? Um, so yeah, uh, grown exponentially in my skills since the first time because I can actually wear a costume multiple times rather than one day exploding <laughs> all over the convention floor. <laughs> it's it's not a good time. <laughs> Growing pains, though everybody has to do it at least once, and then you, you know, learn from your mistakes. And... Mm-hmm. Right, it's good. <laughs> uh, well, like I said uh, before, I've I've been doing this for two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first, like I said, my first cosplay was a Fallout uh, suit that I made for myself. But I haven't this this year. Uh, as a matter of fact, like uh, at the end of last month was the first costume that I've made for myself since then. Oh, okay. So I've been doing this for two years, and the I, I made a barbarian version of Samus that was uh, designed uh, by another cosplayer, and I saw her concept that she posted because it was uh, that she was something that she drew for herself. And I saw I followed her on social media, and I, I saw like I have to make that. So I contacted her, got her permission to make it, and. Uh, you know, made it for myself, and that was that. So the barbarian sandwich was the first costume that I've made for myself in over two years. Wow, awesome! Uh, I I just uh, I just spend my time making like uh you know stuff and uh, doing making stuff for other people. So, uh, but yeah, so uh, the I I, I kind of more or less retired the Fallout cosplay because it, uh, it was trash and <laughs> and I, I know I could do better. Uh, so And I still have the vault suit. I might hang on to that because it still fits uh, two years later. Uh, <laughs> and, it, it, and it's all right. Uh, so I might use that as a base still, but other than that, uh, yeah, I've only been doing it for two years and uh, it, it's, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, it is a lot of fun. Yeah. 
That actually leads uh, right into my second question, uh, or my next question. Um, so, I mean, are you, are you, uh, because I, I would definitely say, I, I wouldn't even say I'm part-time at this. Like, it's literally, it's whatever time I can steal in the evenings uh, when I'm not doing other projects. And then, um, and then on, on weekends, like, it, it took me, to build the first Proton Pack that I did, it took me 77 days, uh, nights and weekends. Uh, and I'm talking about like an hour or two a night and then, you know, whatever I can steal on the weekend. Um, um, so, but you said you're building stuff for other people. So are, are, is this a, is this a part-time job? Is this a full-time job for you? Well, it's, it's a little, a little bit of column A, a little column B. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I have, I have an Etsy store and I do make and sell stuff. Uh, through Etsy and uh, and through various commissions through like my Facebook page, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, me and my uh, fiance are having our our son soon. She's actually two at the end of this month. Oh it's, wow! Uh, Congrats! I, yeah, yes, congratulations! Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you. Uh, his uh, his name's gonna be Link. Um, Aww. Nice. And, yeah, that's and, awesome. It's not short for Lincoln. Or anything like that. No, his name is legally going to be Link. Gotcha. Because, uh, you know, my son's going to be the hero of time. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, nice. I love it. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, w- with that, I'm going to, I, I I can't really necessarily do this full time anymore because it's like, you know, it's hard to find the clientele who's willing mm-hmm. to pay the right price to make it worth my time, you know, so... Um, but no, I, I do I do commissions and uh, uh, sell through sell through Etsy and stuff like that too. So it's it's kind of a, more like a part time job. Okay. Uh, I I wanted to take it to full time to be able to do it uh, every day. But for right now, it's just kind of like a part time thing. Gotcha. What about you, Dylan? Um, it's definitely a part time thing for me. Um, I'm actually a full time uh, veterinary student. So yeah, all my time is spent studying. And uh, I like any time I get like ten minute pockets here and there. I'm usually found either hand sewing a button on or you know doing something like in class. And my classmates will be like, "Why? Why do you have this?" And I'm like, "Don't <laughs> worry about it. Keep walking." <laughs> um, I hope to after I uh, graduate. I'm halfway done, so hopefully when I graduate, I'll have more time to nice. dedicate to this. Um, right now, my goal is to just do one major costume or set of costumes a year, either for at least myself, if not for myself and at least one other person, just because group costumes always are more fun. Yes. Oh, um, yes. I understand that. Yes. And so um, usually I will end up doing a few extra just for fun costumes that don't take too much time, like maybe a weekend or so to make. And I'll get an occasional weekend here and there. But for the most part, it's it's very much so a part-time job. But I don't really view it as a job for me. It's more of a stress-relieving hobby. And gotcha. so having the the difference of the stressful veterinary school work kind of environment to the, I'm going to go paint something for 10 minutes. It's, it's a nice <laughs> contrast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I need to go do something else real quick. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I got a, I got a 3d printer for Christmas and uh, yeah, I, it was a gift That's from fun. my wife, my mom and my dad. They, they knew I was like, I literally, when I opened it up, I literally was like, 
I broke down. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, you have no idea how much this is going to change my life. Uh, so, like right now, I'm in the middle of. Uh, well, I'm I'm sitting here spinning a you know the fidget spinners that are kind of a big thing. Uh, I'm in the yeah. process. I've been selling them. I mean, I'm selling them not too expensive, and you know they're my own design or whatever. But um, so like I'm actually doing a uh, I'm doing a, a battering right now. Nice. Um, I like that. But nice. I'm selling them to people right now and. Even though it's, it was a gift, I don't, you know, I feel like I should pay back the money that was spent on my 3D printer. Um, cause I'm like, you know, I don't want this hobby to take, you know, a lot of money from, you know, from my family or whatever. But, right. you know, there's a little part of me that's like, you know, could I, could I make this into, you know, a side job or something? Because it's not like I'm making money on the site. Um, <laughs> and we've joked about starting a Patreon, and there's some people on my on my site who are kind of back and forth on that. I'm just like, no, look, whatever. Anyway, um, refer back to a previous episode. Everyone in the chat room, I'm sure, can can, uh, can talk about that one. But um, <laughs> no, but uh, no, I understand. Yeah, it's definitely a part time. It's when you, for me, it's whenever I can kind of steal time away from, uh, you know, from all the other stuff because I do. I work a nine to five. Well, I say nine to five. It's technically eight to four, but uh, I work a nine to five, Monday through Friday. Thank God. Um, but then, you know, in the evenings I have my family, you know, my wife, my boys, and, you know, I want to be there for them and everything else. And then it's like, okay, put them down. I need to get on the treadmill for a little bit. And then it's like, all right, well, I have like an hour and a half before bed. What am I working on tonight? Or what am I researching tonight? So mm-hmm. definitely yeah. understand that. So, um, right. All right. So, um, um, uh, we talked about kind of, uh, oh, okay. So when you got started, when you got started into, in, into cosplay, what did you use as your primary resources? Like, where did you go to start researching this? Did you, were you just like, well, I have some ideas. Maybe I'll try it out. Or did you immediately like start Googling stuff or, or go buy a book? Mm. I just did a bunch of Google searches. Mm-hmm. I always do that. Um, usually if I have a new material or something I'm interested in working with, I'll just be like, like recently I've been looking into leather working. So I'll just Google leather working or like, other tooling like how do I even go about doing this um and for the most part I guess when I started I used a lot of the like uh, cosplay.com or whatever because there's the forum on there has a lot of really good threads mm-hmm. um sometimes the rpg forum or whatever I can't RPF? rpf yeah there you go I was like that doesn't sound right um <laughs> yeah there's there's just a lot of really good um places online that I found and it's always from a mishmash of places there's not one place that I always go to like DeviantArt is another really good one or even Pinterest sometimes has really really good ideas that I never would have thought of yeah so I think a lot of it is more just kind of once you kind of figure out what you like and what you don't like then you can kind of go off of tutorials but still kind of spin it your own way right so um in my case uh I well like when like when I was doing my Fallout stuff, I I just kind of I like I I came up with an idea. It's like I wonder if I can do this to the thing, and so I would, you know, I would try to do the thing to the thing, and if it worked, it worked. If it didn't, it didn't. I was like, okay, well, you know, well if it did work, then it worked out, and if it didn't work, I was like, okay, well, what else can I try? And then when I got more serious into like making stuff from scratch. I watched, like, I'd go to, I'd do the usual stuff. I'd go to YouTube, watch, you know, like a, a, a tutorial here, um, you know, and maybe read like a, like a write-up or something like that that someone Sorry. put on like Instructable or something like that. And uh, I have bought both of Bill Duran's 
uh, books, Film Smith and Film Smith Two, which are great. Film Smith uh, was wonderfully informational. Um, it was a great uh, read. Uh, lots of tips and tricks that were in there, and uh, and it was great. But I've always kind of been like a a, a, a kinesthetic learner. Mm-hmm. Means like I learn best by doing. Right. So it got to the point. It's like okay. I, I've read enough. Is I just gotta do it, yeah. and so I just started doing stuff, and you know, uh, using you know, what I learned and read, and just kind of you know put stuff together. And if it didn't look right, or if it didn't work, then it's like okay, well, let's try it again. And eventually, it just kind of started working. So, um, I've always told people the best way to learn how to do this stuff is to, I mean, you can you can watch videos all day long, read books all you want, read write ups all you want, but the best way to learn is to just start doing it. So, I mean, yeah, that's true. right. You know, 100%. especially and, and don't start <laughs> like you don't want your first project to be like I'm gonna build Diva's mech. Like that's my first. No, you don't. That's a bad idea. <laughs> that don't is a that. bad idea. Yep. <laughs> don't do that. You will regret it instantly. Uh, you know, start with something small. Like I'm gonna make a shoulder pauldron. That's you know my first my first project. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it you know start small and always just start just kind of start doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wish I, I had just that. started small. I... <laughs> like I said, hey. but it was. You just got a lot of experience. You leveled yeah. up like five levels rather than one. Oh yeah, right. I just yeah, you know, no. I just had to jump out there. I was you know that was a lot of grinding first off, but uh, yeah, there you go. So um, I mean, in some in some cases it, it it it's it works out if you if you jump straight into the deep end of the pool. You know, I mean, sometimes yeah. you know yeah. that works out, but yeah, it doesn't always work for everyone. Sometimes people like panic. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> whenever yeah. they start to realize there's a lot more to this than you know what there is on the surface. So. You know, I always tell people to go for small projects first. But mm-hmm. yeah, I would definitely say that would be, uh, you know, hindsight being fifty-fifty. Uh, I think one of the reasons it, it did take me longer, as, as long as it did for the proton pack, is because it, it took quite a few steps before I could like start to see it. Like I could actually like, wow, this is actually going to be a thing. Whereas you know, with a smaller right. project, say uh, you know, a gun or a, a blade or something like that. It, it should start taking form pretty quickly, and then you start getting that. You know, I'm sure y'all have it. That motivation. You're like, wow, this is this is a thing. I'm making a thing, and yeah. like, it. You know, you get motivated. You 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 know, you want to get it done. So, I just thought of another right. question. Uh, going back to the to the how you got into the cosplay thing. Um, so when was the first time? When and and how did you feel about the first time you suited up? Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, firm. Uh, and I don't know. It was it was it was uh, like just doing. It wasn't necessarily like putting on at the convention, but like the first test fit mm-hmm. with everything on, like with the with holding the props. Like, wow, this feels right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Also, for me, it's just. I mean, I get. I'm so proud of what I've done. Like when it actually comes together and I can actually wear something I've made. I'm just like. Look at me, I'm so cool. Like, I mean, that sounds pretty terrible, but I'm no, sure no, we all I feel agree. that because we're all like, I made this thing. I made this thing. Right. Like, I made this. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> like, it blows my mind every time, and I don't want to sound conceited because I don't think I am conceited, but I mean, maybe I am because I'm saying that. I don't know. But no, I don't think you know, so. No, I, because I, I completely everybody... understand. Right. <laughs> I think everybody feels that the first time they put on a cosplay that they've made. So, yeah. I don't know. 
That's a good question. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I start, uh, it, it's like you were saying, like, uh, uh, the, the fabrication part of the process is, is, is fine and it's fun, but things start really getting exciting for me whenever I start painting. Mm-hmm. And that's when it, the painting is always the most fun. Uh, I think pretty much everyone will say painting is whenever the thing you're making starts to take life. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wow, this is like, here it is. You know, it's like, the, this is the thing that I'm, uh, you know, and it, it's the, so like that transition from being an object, you know, that you've made to being something that looks like something. It, it's, you know, it, it, it's a, Cathartic, I guess, would be the would be the, the a good word for it. You know, um, yeah. at least it is for me. <laughs> no, I, no, I, I would agree, agree with that. Yeah. yeah. So no, the the first time I remember, you know, threw on the flight suit and threw on the pack and everything. I was like, okay. And then I uh, I literally was like, okay, I'm going to Austin Comic Con, and I'm like, this is going to be a thing. And of course, you know, if you've been to Austin Comic Con, you have to park, you know, a little ways away usually. And I was like, all right, so I'm seriously going to be walking down through downtown Austin just as a Ghostbuster. Hey, it's fine. And then I rounded <laughs> a corner, awesome. and the first thing is like Ghostbuster, and they run up and they want to take pictures, and then it just kind of hit. I was like, wow, this is cool. Now it's just like. Now it's like, do you need me to dress up? Like, can I dress up? Yeah. Like, I'm I'm begging for you know situations I where I can, yeah. And I've had this conversation, especially with my sister in law uh, and 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 another friend of ours. Um, do you ever get that feeling like, uh, and this may sound just totally weird. Do you ever feel like whenever you put on a costume or, or one of your costumes, you're just like, this is me. Like, this is the real me. And the rest of the time is like me dealing with just like normal stuff. But like, this is, this is who I'm supposed to be. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I can, I can definitely say, uh, like the, like, even though I've only ever made two costumes or had two costumes for myself yet, every time that I, that I put it on and it just feels, it feels better than mm-hmm. just wearing regular clothes it's the same thing that that uh, that happens whenever i put on like my my the garb that i used to wear for for the society for creative anachronism events that i would you know go to you know where you put on like actual medieval clothing and like wow this like i feel more comfortable in these clothes they're supposed to be like a costume mm-hmm. you know than i than i do in my in my normal everyday clothes and it's it's definitely um yeah, no, it, it, it feels better, you know. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to disagree, but that could be because my latest costume was Scarecrow from Batman Arkham Knight, which is a very scary man. And people kept confusing me for a man. They'd be like, excuse me, sir, can I take your picture? And I'd be like, yeah, okay, <laughs> like as girly as possible. I remember so I got you a, telling me that, yeah. <laughs> I got a lot of weird looks. and it, I mean, it was great. We had a, a count going for how many times I was confused for a guy because you can't tell in the costume. No, it's um, it is an awesome costume. Uh, thank when we you. get when we get around to the uh, end of the episode where we start talking about our Instagram and and Facebook and stuff accounts, uh, if you're in the chat room, you'll definitely have to go check it out because it's it's I, I've seen pictures of it. It's phenomenal. So <laughs> thank you. Can can confirm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but anyway, like when I wear my other costumes that are more like girly, I I do feel that way. But I think it for me just kind of depends because I'm I'm very open and what I. done lions cats i've done men multiple times mm-hmm. you know it's I, I think it's just it for me it just depends mm-hmm. so 
Okay. Uh, Born Distracted in the chat room was asking, is makeup important uh, as well in regards to cosplay? I, for me, no, because there's no real makeup to mine. But Right. I, I, uh, it depends. I, yeah. Right, exactly. It depends entirely on the character. And for some characters, makeup is, is necessary to really bring that character to life. Uh, Darth Maul. Darth or... Maul. There's a, slew, there's a slew of characters that, like, uh, I was actually part of a panel where this came up uh, at, a, at a, a con that I was at a booth at, and uh, the one of my fellow panelists was talking about how he did Solid Snake from, uh, from Metal Gear, mm-hmm. and that was his first time ever wearing makeup for a costume. And his, his, uh, his girlfriend did it for him, and he's like he took a before picture with like wearing the snake outfit, and then did an after picture wearing the snake outfit, and it's worlds apart. Like like if in the before picture he looks like a guy just wearing like a bandana and kind of vaguely looking like Solid Snake, and then he had, you know the the after picture with the makeup he looks like Solid Snake. Right. And so like you know it it really depends on how far you want, how much you want to bring the character to life, or, and even more so, what character you're going for. Because, uh, like, if you want to be an Asari from, from Mass Effect, that's going to require makeup. You know, you can't not wear it if you're, you know, for doing that. So it depends on the character. Um, and even even if you, like, for special effects, too. Like, with my Fallout cosplay, uh, I was my first time ever wearing makeup, and I wore... Uh, I. It was just kind of makeup to make myself look dirty. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I'd been out in the field for, you know, three or four weeks, you know, without sh- without a shower. So uh, it, it kind of just depends, you know. Yeah. I would say that um, if you are doing a more, like, regular type cosplay where you don't have, like, crazy body paint or, like, you're not, you know, that specific, I would say it, makeup always helps. It never can hurt. But I, I really do enjoy when cosplayers take the time to, um, like Alex was saying, like, look dirty and, like, put that grime and stuff on their face, especially if that's in line with what the character would be doing. I think it's a really great idea. Um, but, but like he was saying, it really just depends on the character. Like, if you're going for a cute kawaii girl, then probably you should, you know, put on a bunch of cute kawaii makeup, maybe some falsies, you know. <laughs> I can't do falsies, so I can't help with that. But, you know, I think it just you just really need to take a step back and look at the character you're interested in cosplaying. And if, if you know, like, see what you can do. Like, are they dirty? Are mm-hmm. they cute? Do they need different colored eyebrows? Do they have, like, crazy lipstick? Do they have weird lines on their face like Naruto? Like, it just really depends. Um, but I, I, I'm going to stick with that. It never can hurt. Okay. Mm. Um, even for guys. Even yeah. for guys. Yeah, yeah even it, for guys. Yeah. You know, something, I mean, I hadn't thought about that. I mean, because uh, someone actually just mentioned the la- the this is odd. Uh, the last time I actually suited up was for a, uh, a friend of, of ours. Uh, they had a baby shower, and they didn't want it to be a traditional baby shower, so they, went, they wanted to be a cosplay baby shower. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, my sister-in-law both, both suited up, and, you know, I'm standing there eating baby shower food and, you know, get something on the flight suit. And I'm like, oh, man, I've definitely got to wash it. And he's like, dude, man, you're supposed to be dirty. And I'm like, I know, but it's it's food, and it's, you know, it's one thing if I, like, you know, painted it on or did something to it, but I'm just yeah. like, it's also a flight suit. I don't want, I want, I don't know. It's yeah. 
Yeah, so, but no, I understand that 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 going with that little that level of detail, you know, whether it be you're supposed to look, you know, to look the part, you know, isn't just the the armor or the costume. It may also involve you know your skin and and everything else. So, right. And the the bad thing is that there's like a, a stigma, especially in this country, about men wearing makeup, and how it's like somehow will emasculate you if you wear makeup, or you know, you'll seem feminine. That's just. It's, it's not the case at all. It's like it, it's kind of interesting because, like in in Korea, I just saw this. There's a whole line of makeup that just came out that's specifically developed for men mm-hmm. and targets men, and it's selling like hotcakes. Like the the makeup market is booming for men in in South Korea, and uh, so like and but and this kind of came up in that and like I was saying in that panel that I was talking about too about how the the stigma around men wearing makeup. Uh, it's like all negative and stuff, but like this in the in the end, it, it, like Jillian said, it can only it can only help. It'll never hurt the look, you know. Gotcha. That's really interesting. You say that I had I never even really considered that. Of course, I'm not a guy, so I you know <laughs> right. why would I? But that, that's really interesting. Yeah, no, like uh, whenever I the, like whenever I was doing my Fallout thing and I was, she was putting the makeup on my face, I felt weird. Yeah. Because like not only because I'd never been not because I you know necessarily because it was my first time wearing makeup but because like just in the back of my mind it, that whole time she's been I was like wow like I I shouldn't be wearing makeup and like I realized like I, that I shouldn't even think that because it's yeah. not necessarily anything that's wrong with it you know I, I I'm still a guy I'm still very much a hetero, uh, very much a heterosexual male I don't feel somehow more attracted to men because I'm wearing makeup. Like, it's just one of those things that's, uh, it doesn't make sense. And now, yeah. you know, seeing it, it's like, yeah, no, I, you're right. It can only ever help. It'll never hurt anything. So Just practice beforehand, because then it might hurt. If you right. have, like, makeup smeared all over. Yeah, because, right. <laughs> yeah, you know, every, uh, every Hollywood actor and uh, newscaster doesn't wear makeup, you know, so. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um... Who do you look up to in the in the cosplay or, or prop building community? I'm gonna let you go first. <laughs> um, well, the person that I really look up to whenever I was first beginning was um, Kamui Cosplay, the German cosplayer who makes all of the really great tutorials and books, and mm-hmm. she's just amazing. And her corgis are adorable. If you don't follow her corgis Instagram, oh no, it's <laughs> shameless it's plug. Hilarious, <laughs> super cute. Yeah. Um. I, I would say that she was a really big inspiration for me. Um, another person that really inspired me was, um, her name is Britt the Badger. She's based in Seattle, and she does a lot of League of Legends cosplays, which is high founder. And she has, like, all of the – I don't think she really does cosplay so much anymore, or else she's too busy. I'm not sure. But she's done, like, Jana and um, Sejuani and a, and a bunch of the other champions from League, and they're just spot on. They're just, like – my mind is blown every time I see a picture of her in, in cosplay. And so she was really sweet. And um, I was able to message her a few times about like, Hey, how did you do this? And she was always really supportive and helpful. Um, but beyond that, as I've gotten um, better with my techniques, um, it, I don't want to say that I've withdrawn from having like cosplay idols. Cause I still look up to a lot of people, but it's not quite so much of a star struck level. It's more of a, wow, that's really awesome. I really appreciate what you did there. Right. Um, so, I don't really, I guess, have anybody current. <laughs> no, I'm, that's cool. That's cool. What about you? Uh, no, I, I'm kind of like, like Jillian. Uh, 
like when I first started making stuff, uh, like one of the first people that I found was was Bill Duran of Punish Props and uh, Harrison Cricks of, of Bullpen Props, and like I followed their stuff and there and they led me to Stephen Smith, uh, who used to live locally here in Kansas City, but he's since moved to like the around St. Louis, so he's you know still relatively local-ish. But uh, like the those were the first three guys uh, that. I, I started following and then led me to other people. And, you know, like, I really still love looking at the stuff that, that Bill makes and that uh, Harrison makes and that, you know, uh, Svetlana uh, Kamui makes and just a slew of other people. But it, she's right. It's, it's like once you start making stuff, it's, it's not so much like starstruck where you're like, oh, I could never do that. Oh, yeah, that's so amazing. It's, uh, you know, you start making stuff like, no, I really, that's really cool looking. I, I have to do that now too. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, like it definitely with like the, you know, I, I, like I said, I own both of Bill's books. So, <laughs> I mean, there's definitely uh, a level, uh, and, uh, like I've, I've, uh, met and talked with Steven in person on several occasions. He's a wonderful guy. Uh, you know, he was recently on cosplay melee. Uh, and he had a whole experience with that. So, uh, yeah, no, the, those are probably, you know, the, the list of people that I would say that I look up to in the cosplay community is this already long and ever lengthening. Yeah. So gotcha. It's, yeah. It's, uh, it's, Just it's, look it's, at my Instagram. Right. <laughs> like everybody uh, I follow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'm following over a thousand people on Instagram. So, uh, it's, uh, definitely, uh, it's not so much, I guess it's not so much of an, like a, idolization but more of like an appreciation yes. yeah definitely yeah. okay you know, I mean, yeah uh, like an appreciation of fellow artists and crafters and, and what they do so yeah Under- no no absolutely i understand that um so which materials and tools do you prefer to work in foam <laughs> eva foam <laughs> eva for foam. me all okay. the time yeah <laughs> I uh, uh, I only sew when I have to, and it's usually a lot. But foam is where my heart is. And we had that conversation when when I met you at AggieCon. Mm-hmm. It was, um, I was able, to, you know, I could, I I was able to look at like the armor pieces that you had made, and you know, I can I can mentally wrap my brain around that. I'm like, okay, Here, I let can, me grab one. Okay, oh, I was yeah. like, you know, I can look at that, and I can kind of figure that out, and that makes sense to me. Um, mm-hmm. and then we brought up, for example, uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, and then like for one example, um, I was talking about, I, I met someone at Austin comic con and this, this, this lady Wood. had, um, yeah, that's awesome. Like that's, yeah. yeah that's awful, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So like I said, I, that's something I could kind of break down, but like when you were talking about the leather working or, and you know, the cases like sewing or whatever, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know where to even begin. Like, the idea of building uh, a Mandalorian uh, uh, costume to me seems much simpler than the idea of trying to build uh, Jedi robes. Like Jedi yeah. robes would be so far beyond my skill set. But like, oh hey, a, a helmet, I could give that a shot. And the I thing could, is, right. though, yeah. I feel like with sewing, it's a lot easier to get once you've got it, and it's a, a lot easier to continue to make things. Whereas for like props and armor and that sort of thing, I feel like you kind of have to almost start from square one again because it's a different armor design and you need a different structure or that sort of a thing. Whereas sewing, it's usually you're just making a giant pillowcase in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, 
Right, a pillowcase, it's a meat pillowcase, you might yeah. think. Meat it pillowcase. <laughs> if we were naming the show by the old standards, that would be the name of our show, Meat Pillowcase. Badly explain something. Sewing. Yeah. So. Meat pillowcase. <laughs> meat pillowcase. Uh, uh, no, I, I definitely agree with with Jillian. Uh, I cannot sew to save my life. Uh, of course. Right. So uh, to give you an understanding of, of that, whenever, so for my Barbarian Samus cosplay that I just made, I had to make a cape and a loincloth. Extremely simple pieces <laughs> of, of fabric, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but the, like, so the, there's the, the, I used some, like, maroon red linen, which is awesome fabric uh, to work with. And, you know, I, I pattern it all out, and the loincloth and the cape are supposed to be lined with fur around some of the edges. And so I got my pieces out, and, you know, cut out of the fabric and whatnot, and it's all hot glued together <laughs> uh, because oh. I, I can't I not so save my life. Oh. So, yeah, I know it hurts, right, Jillian? It's not that bad. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Sucks, just, but it's not that bad. But the hot glue was quicker, and it works. Okay, so. <laughs> fair. Do you have a sewing machine? Because I'm sure a sewing machine would be quicker if you had one. There are a couple of sewing machines sitting on a shelf over there. You can just see them. They're sitting there. <laughs> Shame. But I do not know how to work one. Because, uh, like, me trying to work a sewing machine would be like a chimpanzee trying to do brain surgery. <laughs> It wouldn't go over well. It's not I that would, bad. Somehow something would explode. Like okay. that's what happened. Okay, uh, okay, I'll give it to you. That that, that <laughs> gif you've probably seen of Homer Simpson where he's trying to learn to cook and he literally pours milk on the cereal and then it bursts into flames. That's what I'm right now. So No, I haven't, but that's pretty funny. Uh, but no, like uh I prefer to do you know, I you know, this is a piece oh, that I just nice. finished uh or uh, before Planet Comic Con a uh, couple weekends ago, this is the Razor Sword from Majora's Mask. It's well, it's my interpretation of the Razor Sword. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, and uh, so I work primarily with foam, but I also, as he's getting up uh, for the audio yeah. listeners, let me get my headphone back in. I also work with with monster clay to sculpt stuff. Oh, um, okay. Right, so what will happen, like, this is still very rough, and if you can't tell, it's it's going to be Casey Jones's mask from Ninja Turtles. Nice. Um, but, uh, so what will happen next is I'll mold this with with silicone and then make a, a urethane resin cast uh, out of the, from the mold. And then I'll finish and paint that. So I also, like, so I also work with, with uh, clay and uh, various uh, resins and stuff like that to make my stuff. So... Awesome. Yeah. I, I think was... as a cosplayer, we dabble in almost every kind of material, but I think we all have our favorites is the moral of the story. <laughs> yeah, I, and I can definitely see that. Um, I uh, the, the the proton pack over here to my right, the one that belongs to my sister-in-law, Lainey, uh, a lot of it is actually built out of I, – I found um, – Oh, I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, Grant Thompson, uh, the King of Random, on uh, in, on uh, uh, YouTube, and uh, he showed how to make a um, ele- uh, electric foam cutter. And I I followed his instructions and I built one. And I thought I, th- I bet I could build a proton pack out of like that um, insulation foam. 
So that's what mm-hmm. I built it out of. And it's holding up okay. Uh, you know, it, it's basically that. There is, like, uh, you know, some PVC and, and stuff in it. Um, but right. now that I've got this 3D printer, I, and I was really intending, I was like, man, I, you know, now that I've learned more about EVA foam, I'd like to build one out of EVA foam. I think it would hold up well. It would be excellent for the crafting. Um, yeah, definitely. But before I got into that, like I said, I got sidetracked with the 3D printer. And now, like, that's kind of become my focus, mainly because... <laughs> You know, going back to the whole time thing, it's like I could design something and then while I'm doing other stuff, my my printer is is actually working on it for me. The other nice thing is, uh, granted, it does take forever. I'm sure I could sculpt something by hand, cutting it out like, you know, a billion times faster, but I could, you know, I can instantly, you know, reproduce it. Like, so, and uh, one of the things, unfortunately, like, uh, because a lot of the thing on these Proton Packs is custom. Um, you know, there's some parts that are breaking off, and I do want to talk about that in a second. Um, mm-hmm. um, I'm like, I need to repair some parts, and I'm like, oh, I should 3D print it. And I was like, I wonder if I can find plans. And then it hit me like a bolt of oh, lightning. Yeah. I'm like, these are custom parts. Even if someone has standard parts, I'd still have to redo it. So got to find time for that. So, uh, right. which, which speaking right. of which, um, so being at cons and stuff, it is it – do you feel like it's almost a constant uh, uh, battle of, of um, fixing, repairing, uh, cosplay things? Because, like I said, with, with the Proton Packs, and I've talked to people who have, like, the higher-end ones, and they're like, yeah, it always seems like there's a hose coming off or there's something that's, you know, there's something going on there. Uh, do you find well, that to kind of be the case? Well, and and see, and therein lies the, the snaps, like the snaggle with uh, the stuff that we, that we're making when it comes to the cosplay stuff is because most of the stuff we're making isn't real. Like it was never intended to be something that's real. Exactly. So whenever they design it for like the game or whatnot, the game designers aren't even, (laughs) right. The game designers aren't even literally thinking like, well, how would the person get in and out of this? Uh, That's not something that, that's not something that even enters their head because your character is never out of it. So you don't have, they never shows in game. So when part of the design process for this stuff is you have to figure out, okay, how can I physically take it on and off (laughs) and still make it look cool? Uh, so, Whenever it comes and like whenever like you're talking about like hoses falling off and stuff like that, that's part of the process. It's like I need this to be here, but it physically doesn't want to be in that position. Yes. So how can I make it do the thing? Yeah. And it, so it, it's as long as you you know use the right adhesives for the for the job that you're doing. If you you know design it well enough, it's not really an issue. But sometimes you will come into things where, like, you know, like I said, this stuff was never really meant to be worn by an actual human being. So <laughs> so sometimes uh, just the, the act of you moving will, you know, make stuff rub, make stuff kind of bend and crease and fold and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, sometimes you run into it, but generally if it's made well enough, it's not too big of an issue. Yeah. I would definitely say that um, as I've gotten better in my costuming, my stuff has broken less mm-hmm. at cons. But I'm always concerned about it, especially if it's fragile. Like for Scarecrow, like there's these tubes on his little arm that always like to pop out. And it's just because it's in a bad place. It's on the outside of my arm. When there's crowds going by, it always gets caught on things. Um, but, I mean, 
I mean, it's, I just usually will bring like a hot glue gun or um, some of the E6000 glue and just have an emergency just in case that and like some uh, thread and needles and scissors. Mm-hmm. Other than that, um, you know, like I said, as I've gotten better, it's been less of a problem. But um, just going back to what Alex was saying about having to think about how to get in and out of set costume, with okay. Scarecrow, he has these like, um, like fingerless gloves that has the needle contraption on his the top of his hand attached right. to that, which have tubes going on the outside of his arm along here. And so originally I had this one plan and I was like, wait, if I do this, I'm literally going to have to be sewn into this costume forever and like somehow <laughs> break something. And so I was like, okay, okay, I have to rethink this. This is not going to work. And I eventually figured it out. Um, just some tweaking, but yeah, it's, it's definitely hard to make video game to reality. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, or anime or movie or whatever. Right. Yeah, the one of the things, uh, like I said, you know, I'm wanting to do at least a third proton pack and try to get more movie accurate. I'm also wanting to try to do one that was from the uh, the video game that came out a little while ago, and they incorporated a bunch of other things. So like as they switch modes, and there have been people who have done it where the the LEDs change colors, but like on the game, like there are these parts of it that kind of swing out, and I'm just like. That's not possible. Or if you do it, it's going to be so thin and so brittle that I know as soon as if I were to get it done, I would walk to a con. And and th- th- I think the biggest problem that 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 as a Ghostbuster I run into is uh, you know people want to take pictures. Love that. Love taking pictures. But you have to always tell them uh, don't don't put your arm around me because you're you're just you're going to grab you're going to reach around and you're going to break something <laughs> yeah. off. Yeah. So. Yeah. I always right. tell people if they run up, like, oh my gosh, I love this character. Can I kill you? I'm like, or hug you, not kill you. <laughs> can I kill you? Um, Whoa. <laughs> I'm like, yes, you can hug me, but it has to be gentle or an air hug or like, you know, one of these really careful. And and they're usually pretty good about that. And if somebody's running up to me, I'll like put my hands up like, no, stop. <laughs> like, <laughs> slow down and then we'll talk. Um, so you're saying don't glomp you. And, no glomping. And- Glomping is not ideal. You can fake glomp after. Scary. All right. (laughs) Permission required. Yeah. Make that a cosplay. Just assign no glomping until permission. (laughs) No glomping. What what, uh, uh, materials or um, what materials, techniques or something like that do you either hate or you're afraid of using? And I think we kind of covered that. I think I, I, at least I talked about, you know, the idea of, of, you know, sewing stuff is just like, I'm like, yeah, if I can avoid that at all possible, but I know it's going to come up eventually. So. Well, you know, for me, I've dabbled in just about, I think, everything that I can for mm-hmm. cosplay at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that I'm most apprehensive about is still electronics mm-hmm. and um, soldering stuff. Stuff. I just am awful at that, but I'm like so excited about this, and I know I shared it on my Instagram, so you guys might have already seen this, but uh, I was so excited uh, because I, you know, bought these lights that actually change color, and st- or not change color, but they like pulse, and I don't know if you can really see that. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah. I was just so happy that this actually like worked, because right. it <laughs> never works for me, and I just was so happy. So um, for me electronics and I would love to be able to put sound or like smoke or like you know the little I saw a Genji cosplay the other day from Overwatch and uh, he had the mask I don't remember I don't really play Overwatch so I don't know if it was a scanner what he normally looks like but he had this mask and there was just like 
lights and smoke coming out of his eyes, and then he had like You're soundboard. No, no, no. It was a Genji. Yeah. It oh, okay. was one hundred percent a Genji. It was a skin though. It wasn't Reaper. I know I know who hmm. Reaper is. <laughs> um but he had like the um a soundboard, so like it was motion activated or something. So like whenever anybody approached it would like fire off a sound that he says. Like it huh. it was nice. super cool. Uh no, I uh my Barbarian Samus was my first time ever really incorporating lights into a thing and doing it myself. Mm-hmm. And what's funny is the the owner of the makerspace that I work out of, Dave, uh, is extremely experienced with electronics. And so I was kind of getting a little bit of guidance and help from him. And then you know, I walked up to him one time when I needed to start uh, putting some more lights in the costume. And it's like, all right. Uh, so he went and got the stuff and brought it over to me at the work, at the electronics bench that we have over here. He's like, there's the stuff. And then I walked away. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, oh, no. and, and he told me afterwards, he's like, yeah, no, it was kind of like a time to fly, baby bird, you know, because he <laughs> kind of walked me through it a couple of times, and I understand what Julian's saying about how it's 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 scary, uh, but the, like after doing it a couple of times, because because uh, like, all the stuff that I had to do was custom wiring, like there wasn't anything pre-made that I could do, so I had to, you know, solder each the you know, solder the wire to the to the contacts for the LED, you know, uh, put all the insulation on, do and then figure out how the, the wiring path and all that stuff and the, where the battery pack is going to go. I had to do all of that for the first time for this costume by myself. Mm-hmm. And so it was an experience, and it was terrifying at first, but then once I figured out, you know, that it it's not as scary as it seemed, you know, because, it, it, like, it's pretty simple. I say simple, but, it, you know, <laughs> what, what, it, there's definitely a pattern to it. Yeah. And once you figure out that pattern, it's easy to follow. Um, but when it comes to materials that I hate, there really isn't really any material that I hate. I haven't had the chance to work with thermoplastic yet, like Warbla or uh, yeah. uh, Sinstra or anything like that. Um, I haven't had the chance to do that yet just because it's expensive. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I tend to stick with a little bit cheaper materials. I mean, the resin, like the urethane resins like for the casting is probably the most expensive stuff that I do. But eventually, I'll find an excuse to work with you know, warble or something that eventually. So uh, it'll probably happen. <laughs> I actually bought some fibra a few months ago, and I don't. I still don't know how I feel about it. And one of the projects that I'm working on is going to require the transparent art warble, the transpart. Mm-hmm. And I'm really worried about using it because I've never tested or played with it before, and I've heard it's much more finicky than regular warble. And I, I like like Alex. I don't particularly like to use thermoplastics at this point just because it is so ex- expensive and I don't want to spend that much money on something that potentially could fail. I would much rather use a cheaper EVA foam, but uh, for this particular thing I'm doing, it it has to be clear. Uh, so that'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, good challenges. luck with that. Thank right. you. You know, and kind of to, to expand on a little bit, I was talking to Stephen uh, about it, and uh, there are some people who like to make something out of foam and then wrap it with warbler or like thermoplastic and when someone asked steven about doing that he is like oh no i'm I, i'm i'm sure it works but to me it's like taking a 20 dollar bill and wrapping your your foam with 20 dollar bills you know <laughs> it, so it's like, no no that makes a lot of sense that's an image <laughs> think twice before you buy the warbler yeah right <laughs> um what is your favorite uh well I, we kind of talked about that so I'm going to skip that one. Um what is the next project you're working on? 
Well, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Uh, for me, uh, like personal project or because uh, I mean I have a couple of commissions that I'm working on. I'm not really on like any under any sort of NDA I, like, either agreement. Or, either or. Um, but for me personally, it's <laughs> it's hard to come up with like what the next project is going to be because it's just an ever growing list, mm-hmm. and you have to decide. Okay, what do I want to spend? you know, the next 60 hours or more of my time making. Uh, for me, it's kind of a, uh, what did I decide on? I think it's either going to be uh, Death from Darksiders uh, is going to be my next one. Because, uh, I mean, I already sculpted and made his mask. So I already have the mask uh, made up. I just need to I make the outfit that I picked out. Or uh, I recently played uh, Rise, Son of Rome for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I know, like, throwback, right, to, like, the first <laughs> days of, of uh, Xbox One. I finally got an Xbox One, like, uh, this this last year for my birthday, So I and it was free on the Xbox Marketplace, so I was like, okay, well, I'll play it now. Yeah. Uh, but the game was beautiful, and so uh, the, the main protagonist, the character you play as, uh, uh, Marius is the main character, and I, the armor that he wore... It's just so beautiful. Like it, it's not necessarily it's accurate for uh, for the time period and for what they would have wore, but it's still very much like a game style kind of armor. You know, like in the way how ornate it is, uh, and I just like the look of it. So it's either kind of a toss up between doing death or making Marius, uh, uh, like making a Marius cosplay. So why not both? Kind of, and then, yeah, what's that? Why not both? <laughs> <laughs> Mashup. Right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's actually kind of funny to say mashup because at some point in the game spoiler alert I know right uh, but at some point in the game uh, Marius goes on like like uh, his family is murdered by uh, by the emperor uh, on purpose because like his father is too influential or something like that because like the emperor at the time is Nero mm-hmm. so <laughs> they were right crazy um <laughs> But like he takes on the persona of this uh, 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 Roman from like a legendary Roman general who was murdered and he was brought back to life and he became like the spirit of vengeance. Uh, I think his name was Dam- it was Damocles. Uh, so he takes on the persona of Damocles and fights in the gladiatorial pits as uh, as Damocles and he's like has like this uh, helmet that has like this face mask that's all death looking and stuff like oh. that it's, like. Uh, saying mashup is like, wow, that's kind of oddly accurate. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> awesome. What about you? So uh, my stuff that I'm working on, um, since I just finished Scarecrow, as in you know, in the spring, so that's recent for me. Right. <laughs> um, I am working on the beginnings of several different cosplays. I have the materials accumulated for a lot of them. Um, one of them is for myself and my boyfriend. It's going to be uh, a Link in Zelda. That uh, It's a fan art by Sean Donnan Art. So if you haven't looked at him, he's awesome. Mm-hmm. But it's basically like a samurai version. So um, nice. the, the pictures he drew of them are amazing. He has a like the trifecta of Ganondorf, Link, and Zelda. And I've tried to con a few of my friends into being Ganondorf. Not sure yet. Hopefully. Um, but it's really cool because they have like Zelda has the bow of light that is like, 
I don't know. It's it's just very beautiful and very I feel like culturally um, accurate. And mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm not Japanese, and I don't really know that much about Japanese culture. But I know he's been to Japan and does a lot of research and spend a lot of time researching the female samurai warriors and the male samurai warriors. And it's just it's beautiful. Um, and then a few of the other things that I'm working on is. Um, the DC bombshell Catwoman, because mm, I'm a okay. Catwoman and both of my cats have been around. You might have seen them. Um, <laughs> I have cat everything, so it's just a matter of time before I cosplay Catwoman. Um, <laughs> and uh, Well, you've been uh, a cat in costume before, I, so... I have three different cat cosplays, and I'm, wor- <laughs> I'm going to redo one. <laughs> yeah, I have a problem. No judgment <laughs> here. Thing. No judgment here. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's fine. I love it. It's, that, that's when I feel at home, whenever I'm a cat in cosplay. That's that's my true self. Gotcha. <laughs> um, no, but, and then the other thing I'm working on is the Sunset Dragons fan art of um, Vaporeon and Flareon, their, her D&D version. So mm-hmm. um, it's a wizard, Vaporeon, and a Dor- barbarian, Flareon. And it's really cool. And I think for me that I like to do more obscure stuff. Mm-hmm. And so um, the fact that these characters are less obscure, but they have a interesting spin on them that you wouldn't normally see. I think that's why I'm attracted to them because, you know, everybody's done, Fla- done Flareon or Evolutions or Link or Zelda, you know, so um, not that those are bad. I think they're great and I still support anybody that wants to cosplay them. It's just for me personally, I get bored with it and so right. I, I like to do something fresh and different and a little more like, oh, look at that, Link and Zelda. That's interesting. I've never seen that before. Right. So, right. Yeah. Um, yeah talking about multiple projects like literally i'm um, i've got a proton pack behind me that needs repair i've got i'm currently 3d printing a um a, a super nintendo mini that i created oh. and have, have put out there and i have my ghost trap that's literally 3d printed and is sitting like almost in arm's reach here uh that needs to be sanded and painted and put together um <laughs> right but yeah, it's just uh, and, and you know, uh, I guess also because I'm part of a, a group, um, you know, and the, the Austin area Ghostbusters, we, um, it, you know, I, I don't know, I I, I kind of want to stay within that vein or whatever. And one of the uh, right. people in the in the uh, chat room uh, brought up steampunk, and I was like, yeah, that's interesting because I actually I've seen a couple of steampunk Ghostbusters, and I'd love to yeah. do. A take right. on that. Um, that would be really cool. I've told, Ghostbusters uh, would lend itself excellently to steampunk. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Absolutely. Uh, plus, I, I yeah. mean, the whole steampunk as aesthetic. I just I love it. Like the idea of having this. In this case, it'd probably be you know uh, gold or bronze colored you know pack on, and then like the suit and the top hat and the yeah it would just yeah be oh yeah, kind yeah of definitely gears uh, yeah <laughs> yeah definitely. But uh, uh, I've also thought about doing. Uh, there's a. a Video series that I follow on 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 uh, YouTube. Um, oh, I, I'm blanking on the guy's name, but he's done a, a mashup. He's done mashup videos, uh, a lot of Nintendo stuff with other other pop culture stuff. So like he did a um, uh, uh, Super Buster Brothers, and it was Super Mario Brothers in oh. the realm of. And I'd like I I told uh, I, I told uh, my sister in law I'm cool. like. Like he used um, the pack looked like a, a Super Nintendo, and the uh, the wand was basically a Super Scope Six. And mm-hmm. I told my sister in law, I'm like, I'd like to do you know one for you with the updated Ghostbusters, so that I'm not sure what console would be on the back, but then we would give you like Jillian's you know uh, sidearms would be you know the the old school zappers. So right, um, you know, I've it, it's just like. I don't know when I'll get time to that, but hope it, it's hopefully it's going to happen sometime. Eventually, so. yeah, just okay. need more time. 
There's I, a never-ending list of cosplays to do. Yeah. <laughs> literal, literal, yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> see something, I have to make that. It's on the list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then like, and then you know, you were you're you're bringing up Legend of Zelda. Uh, uh, Adafruit just put out a, a video earlier this week of a, a tutorial on. Um, they made. Um, uh, I can't remember what the name of the sword is. It's one of the swords from the New Zelda, the Breath of the Wind, uh, and uh, Breath it's, of the Wild. Yeah, yeah a Breath yeah. of the Wild, and it's all it's all it's an all three D printed sword, and it like lights up, and it's the electronics are Ooh. all of, a, of about fifty dollars, and I'm and I mean very minimal. So I'm, the electronics right. part, I know I could do the three D printing. I'd have to chop it up a little bit more, and I'm just like. When am I gonna have time to do this? <laughs> and what am I gonna do with it afterwards? Because it's not like I'm really gonna cosplay as Link, but man, that sword would look awesome sitting on, up on you know just to yeah, be like, I oh, have... that old thing. <laughs> yeah, I have a weapons wall of all of the weapons that I've made for my cosplays. I don't nice. have a fireplace, so that's that's kind of my little nice. makeshift fireplace. But it's like right in my living room, so people will walk in and they'll see like I have a giant death scythe over there, and then like. My weapons wall right here. They're like, whoa, what's going on? That's <laughs> great. And I, I have the same thing in my in my apartment too. We actually have a fireplace in my apartment, <laughs> so go. I have props sitting on the mantle over the fireplace. And it's, it's like, uh, it's great. Uh, it's very satisfying. You know, it is, uh, and it's it's kind of funny bringing up Link uh, because. I like me personally, uh, since uh, Fallout is kind of what gave birth to my to my interest and passion for cosplay and for making stuff. Mm-hmm. I tend to lean more towards like a post-apocalyptic style type theme for for a lot of stuff. And I have uh, I had it's in my head, but I haven't like don't have anything down to show or show people anything. But I want to do like a post-apocalyptic version of Link. Uh, and not even like post-apocalyptic in Hylian, but like a modern kind of like in our world looking post-apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic version of Link. Because awesome. I think it, it, it will, and it, it's, it's like, like what Jenny was saying, like, you know, putting an interesting spin on characters that are common and whatnot. Like, and whatnot. Uh, I don't, I've never seen anyone ever do like a post-apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic version of Link. Yeah. Uh, they might do like a grimy kind of real world type look for him, but they never do like a modern kind of looking yeah. post-apocalyptic version. Yeah. And, uh, and I, you know, I, you know, since I got my, my razor sword already. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> right. It, it, um, it, it's definitely something that, that I, I'm going to have to develop more, but it's a thought that I've had. And it's like, I, it's definitely something that's moved further up in the list, you know, <laughs> stuff yeah. to do. Very cool. Uh, the last question I actually had listed was, uh, what is your dream slash goal project? Like, what is your, okay, this is like, this is the stretch. This is, this is the big, this is the big show. This is the big final. And if you need a second to think about it, that's fine. Um, uh, yeah, I need a second. <laughs> my, um, once again, kind of going back to the whole armor building, it would incorporate armor building. It would incorporate, uh, I'm sure I would be doing some 3D printing and the electronics. Um, my handle, of course, as you, as you saw is, is Optimus Gene. Uh, I've always been a huge fan of Optimus Prime and I would love to do a really, really badass looking Optimus Prime. Now I know they've done, and there's two different ways of doing it. I mean, a lot of people kind of go the, where the costume looks more simplified, but you know it does the transformation. I'm not so much worried about that. I'm like, I want this thing to look legit, like the lights, the you know. So that I think would be phenomenal. And the only one of the big things that's kind of holding me back is um, 
I was really looking into start working with EVA foam and then kind of got sidetracked with the whole 3D printing thing. But the other question is, um, and you know, I'll get to that in a second because that brings up another good question. So, uh, does anyone have an answer they want to share? Yeah, actually. Uh, so, uh, I am a huge comic book fan. Uh, I and collector, and I have a lot, of, lot of, lots of comics. And one of my favorite comic books uh, series is Spawn. Um, oh, okay. like a, a, he's just an, a really iconic character, and he's like one of. And he was, you know, McFarlane's kind of like he's what uh, like McFar- McFarlane did other stuff before him, but Spawn was is you know McFarlane's brainchild. You know, it, it's his baby, it's his thing. Uh, they're like all they're approaching 300 now for issues and for Spawn, uh, but uh, no, I there's a version of Spawn that I found uh, uh, the medieval version of Spawn. Yes, and yeah, uh, and I saw like there's the comic book version of medieval Spawn, which is okay looking, but I found a, a statue. Uh, I know which one was, you're talking about. That is phenomenal. Yeah, right, and I plan on making that. The, like a replica of that statue's armor and whatnot for a cosplay because Spawn's one of my favorites. Um, so, but like just the level of detail for that armor, <laughs> it's gonna take me at least like I I, I build stuff pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, at least I like to think I do. Uh, but like I built my barbarian Samus in like two weeks. Um, but like that that armor is probably gonna take me at least a solid two, maybe even three months. Of wow. dedicated work to get that done, especially to that level that I want to take it, because I feel like that could be my true master work, and gotcha. that's what I that's what I want it to become. So, um, it's that that's my my next passion project. You, gotcha. might, you might call it. For me, I don't really know that I have anything that like. <laughs> Because I kind of have already done all the ones that I really wanted to do. That's awesome. I probably, I mean, I mean, they're not good. I will admit to that. Stop, stop, stop. I mean, well, (laughs) I I know I could do better. So I'm sure um, I'll go back and remake a lot of the stuff I've already done um, Mm -hmm. just because I wasn't happy with it or I know I could do better. But I don't think there's really anything that I absolutely, like, would just could die happy with. At this point, I mean, Lincoln Zelda is probably the, the like the top, but I'm working on that now, so it's like uh, I don't know. <laughs> no, that's cool. That, but it's cool that you you've actually you know started taking steps towards that. So yeah, yeah. So I'm very happy. So excellent, right. excellent. Uh, Born distracted says so. Basically, like a Mad Max version of Link. Oh yeah, yeah. So. I guess that's yeah. No, that that's a, a definitely a way of looking at it. Uh, a Mad Max kind of you know. Fallout theme, just you know, whatever, just like a mashup of various wasteland type, you know, post-apocalyptic versions would be kind of the look that I'd be going for. Awesome. Uh, but somehow, still like, <laughs> it, it, I'm gonna have to find a balance between a modern look and uh, his like, you know, the the medieval type kind of armored looking kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's gonna be a balancing act between those two. Uh, I, I I know immediately that I don't want to incorporate any sort of like modern weaponry like firearm or something like that right yeah uh, so i definitely want to keep it like the melee weapon kind of traditional weapon styles but uh I, it, it's going to be an interesting how i develop in my head uh because i also can't draw aside from sewing <laughs> so <laughs> uh, uh 
luckily enough, my uh, my fiance is an illustrationist, so I might be able oh, to wow. like nice. con into uh, into drawing a concept for me. There so, you go. Yeah. Uh, That's uh, awesome. But, yeah. No, it's. It's gonna. I, I'm. I'm. It's gonna be a pull from lots of resources, and Mad Max is definitely one of the ones that'll be, you know, kind of incorporated into it a little bit. Very cool. Uh, yeah. The the question I thought about um, is um, so uh, going back to like I said, doing an Optimus Prime would be phenomenal. My question after that is, what do I do with it? Because uh, my office here is already pretty crammed, and I'm just like. <laughs> Obviously, you can't just you know. It's not like I can just throw it up in the attic in in Texas heat. That would that's not yeah. going to work. Uh, but it's also not gonna it's not gonna sit well with the wife if it's like, oh hey, here's our guest room. Here's the bed. Here's the spare bathroom. There's Optimus Prime. You know, it's uh, <laughs> oh hey, we have a photo bomber. Um, but uh, yeah, so how do you go about storing and and displaying your costumes and stuff? I know Jillian, you said you actually have. Above your mantle, you have like all of your your, your weapons and stuff. What about the costumes yeah. themselves? Are they are they displayed? Are they in a closet or? So most of my stuff is hung up in the closet, mm-hmm. if possible. Um, Scarecrow just lives right there because that's the only <laughs> place that I trust him to be. He's only fallen <laughs> off once, and then I made a better hanger. Um, my Rengar just stays in a plastic bin that I can close, and it, it, I like it because um. My Vi and my Rengar both stay in plastic bins um, because I, I'm, you know, I'm a student, so I move pretty frequently, and so um, I'd rather it be in a, you know, a, a relatively structured thing that's not really going to bend or crush easily. But um, for the most part, yeah. like, yeah, um, but for the most part, like, it's basically takes up about half my closet, and I have a kind of a small closet, <laughs> so it you definitely have to like find nooks and crannies, and I think that a lot of it has to come with. Um, knowing when it's time to let something go, like um, my big death scythe <laughs> that I have over there, um, it it when I made it, it was literally an inch away from hitting the ceiling in the place I was staying at, mm-hmm. and because uh, it was built for me, who I'm like what five six or something, and plus like three or four inch heels, plus it's supposed to be way over my head to begin with. Yeah. And so it just takes up a lot of space. And so, um, like, I think I'm going to have to throw it away before I, you know, move. Sell that thing. I was going to say sell it. It was my first major prop. It's falling apart. I've only kept it for sentimental reasons. Um, I wouldn't. I would feel bad selling it because it would like fall apart on somebody. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's really sucks because you just really have to find that balance. But I guess for Optimus Prime, I wonder if you could like get one of those um, storage um, garages or whatever, one of the air conditioned uh, storage had, garages, and I've then had like bad build luck it. With those though. You have. I've never honest. used them. I've, so. I had. We had one when my wife and I. We were building the house that we live in now. We we stored stuff. I was living with. My, we were living with my mom at the time, and uh, even though you know it was supposed to be air conditioned and everything else, it flooded. And <gasps> no. yeah, it's not like we lost a lot of stuff, but like she lost all of her yearbooks and stuff from high school. Wow. And, and, yeah. So it to me, it's always been kind of. I mean, it's a possibility. Like, literally, I could throw a rock from my house almost and hit one of those storage places. So, I, it's one of those things. It's like if worse come to worse, maybe. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, for 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 me, uh, I don't really necessarily have any uh, like cosplays like like what Julian has. I, I mean, I have my Samus, but right now it's it's inside of a tote. 
Mm-hmm. Like, like, yeah, like a, a, a pretty decent size, too. At least most of it is. Like, I have my helmet on display, and I have the axe on display in my in my apartment because we have room. Uh, that's where most of my props live. Is is at home. Uh, I have some stuff here at the space that um, we have open house here at the space, and so like I, I'll put some of my stuff out sometimes for. Uh, Dave to talk about when everybody's giving a tour. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, I have storage space here. Um, but, I don't know, for my Samus, I, I kind of want to put it on display, like, because I feel it, it, it doesn't take up a whole lot of room. Uh, but I'm going to have to definitely make, like, some sort of display armor stand for it. And uh, through my experience in the SCA, I, I kind of already have, I kind of already know how to do that. So, um, it's. It's not terribly hard to do. It's just a matter of, you know, putting it together. Right. Uh, yeah. For something like this, though, uh, since uh, in the SCA we uh, you make a more aesthetic, but for something like this, you can just make one out of PVC pipe and, you know, just kind of make it so it breaks down and it's portable and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, you could do the same thing with, with the Optimus, too, depending on how big it is. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I don't know if make like a like an actual like stilted version oh no I, I don't think i'd hard. do a stilted version i think i would do you know uh i i, I you know a little, little more towards my uh towards my frame so maybe, oh, yeah, maybe no, a little extra height maybe a little so. <laughs> right no it, for something like that you could definitely make like a simple armor stand for it and just kind of tuck it away in a corner you know uh yeah. as long as it's you know as long as you have a corner to well, I, I could kill off the, the oh, uh, treadmill here, could find a new home, but that kind of defeats the purpose. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I was going to say, I'm I'm looking into getting a craft room, so I was going to leave a lot of my stuff stored there um, in the meantime. But another thing is, I um, one of the other exhibitors at AggieCon um, does a lot of movie replica stuff, and he was the one that had the giant, um, I don't remember what it's from, it was like a giant tank um, from RoboCop. Yeah, oh, uh, and, 209, um, yeah. Yeah, and so um, I can message him if you want and see what he does for storage for his stuff because I know he works out of his garage and moves pretty frequently too. So I don't know if you would be interested. I can contact him. Maybe eventually, like I said, that's that's probably okay. a little further down on my uh, on my uh, to do list. But uh, it, it's it's something. Even it will happen someday. It's just when it's going to happen. So. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Yeah. By that time, I may be in a different house and actually have room or whatever. So. Well, you know, there's there's a guy, uh, the guy who does uh, of extreme costumes, uh, like the guy who did yeah, the really yeah, yeah. art and whatnot, uh, like the guy famous at New York Comic Con. He did the Reinhardt recently right. from Overwatch, right? Oh, yeah, yeah that thing is phenomenal. He was at Anime Matsuri. I saw it in person. Yeah, oh, really? Uh, amazing. There's that guy yeah. There's, uh, there's that guy and there's Hoku Props who did a, a different version of Reinhardt. Uh, uh, you know, I kind of want to ask those guys what they do for storage because yeah. where the hell do you put that? Like exactly, do you have like yeah. I think I, if in my head I think it probably definitely what Jillian's thinking where it's like a dedicated storage unit where that stuff just kind of lives, you yeah. Because surely they don't keep that in their house, like yeah. That's no yeah, way, especially <laughs> some of those things like like that's a room, like that's your entire spare room. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> this, so. this is the bedroom, and this is where Reinhardt lives. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a fold-out bed. You have to kind of move around him, though. So. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> don't touch him. Yeah. Uh, well, that's pretty much our, our show for the evening. I don't want to keep y'all too late, but um, thank you so much for joining us. Um, 
the next section we go to is our picks and pans for the week. And this can be literally anything that uh, you've enjoyed or are panning or whatever uh, to kind of give you an idea. So, like, uh, my pick for the week is uh, I just recently discovered, once again, going back to Instagram and seeing all the people that we follow. Um, um, I-, I followed Core Geek forever, and I've seen Jackie Craft show up from time to time. And he posted that, hey, we're doing a podcast. And I was like, okay, so let me check that out. And if you, unless you are really into the cosplay, you know, you're really into the prop building and the costume making, um, it's going to be so far over your head, you're just going to be like, I don't understand a damn word these people are saying. But for, <laughs> for us three, though, like it's like candy. It was brain candy. I'm just listening going, huh. I didn't think about that. That's awesome. And they actually just did a uh, 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 an interview. One of their first interviews was uh, 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 with the um, Kamiya Cosplay. And actually, they, they he teased the next episode, I think it's came out yesterday today anyway uh, maybe it's monday um is with uh, evil ted so uh hmm. okay. yeah they're 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 doing some interviews but then they're also talking about like you know their props what they're making how they're making it and um mm. but yeah so if if you get a chance and you're, you're looking for something else to listen to and you're really into uh really into the prop making scene check out uh crafting geek and uh, of course i just found it on yeah. iTunes, but it's yeah it's yeah. that's an awesome Awesome. Like that's like my new brain candy right now. So, <laughs> but uh, Jackie, do you have a picker pan for the week? Um, no, I, mean, I don't Jillian. really. I Jackie, um, no, you're fine. <laughs> I was thinking Jackie from the show. Okay. I saw Guardians of the Galaxy though. Too, no spoilers. I haven't great. seen. I, no, I'm not spoiling. Okay. Not spoiling. It was good. I, enjoy, I enjoyed it more than the first. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was um, gonna try to see it Thursday, but I ended up babysitting the the 3D printer for stuff, and I'm like, okay, I'll go Tuesday. So, yeah. Uh, oh, uh, well, uh, for my peak uh, of of the week would definitely be the release of the trailer for the new Dark Tower movie. Um, oh, okay. Mm, you and I can yeah, have some. Uh, you and I need to have a discussion. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so uh, the Dark Tower series is extremely important to me as an individual, mm-hmm. uh, so much so that I have two tattoos uh, from oh, the wow. series on my chest. Wow. Uh, specifically, the uh, the you probably know the the, the Gunslinger's Litany. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that prayer that Idris Elba is saying in the background of the trailer. Um, I have that tattooed over my heart. Nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a uh, so it's a really really important book series to me. And Roland is one of my favorite literary characters of all time. Okay. And uh, so, like, the, the the trailer coming out and just the way that made the movie look, it oh, – I, I, I can't – I can't – I can't wait. It needs to be out now. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I, I don't understand all the people who, like – because I made the mistake of reading the comments section. Oh, of, uh, you – uh... I know, I know, and people were complaining like almost immediately of casting Idris Elba, a black man, to play Roland, who is in the book uh, a, a white man, as being described as looking like Clint Eastwood. Right. And they're talking about like, you know, he's black. He doesn't look like Clint Eastwood. He doesn't have blue eyes because his uh, uh, Eddie in the series likes to call call them bombardier eyes. Yeah. Uh, talks about his blue eyes all the time, and. I watched the trailer. I was like, "What are you guys talking about?" <laughs> I mean, Idris Elba, like, he's Roland. Like, there's no, there's no argument. I don't understand, like, what what legs you're standing on. I don't, I don't get it. But you know, that that's 
That's my pick. Uh, I am so excited for that movie. I can't even begin to describe it. <laughs> Good deal. Yeah. Well, uh, if you would, please, I uh, hope you enjoyed the show. If you would, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes or Stitcher or uh, uh, Google Play where or Google Music, wherever you might listen to the show. We do record the show live on YouTube on Saturday nights at uh, 9 o'clock uh, Central Standard Time or Central Daylight Time, whatever. God, I hate having to say that. Uh, anyway, um, uh, also check out some of our other shows, The Marginally Geeky Book Club. We're in the process of reading 1984. We'll be recording that at the end of the month. Uh, and then I should have a new episode of Epically Geeky Makers coming out this week. Uh, Cyrus wasn't on this episode. Uh, him and Picky Old Gamer should have an episode of Game Rambling live tomorrow night. So if you want to join them for that. Um, and then, of course, you can find the show at Epically Geeky on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And, of course, at EpicallyGeeky.com. Where can we find you on the Internet, Jillian? Uh, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram um, at Jams Cosplay. Uh, I also have a Patreon. It's mainly for if you really, really want to support me, but I really don't like to advocate for it because I, you know, I only if you really like what I do, basically. So. Okay. Yeah, definitely check out her uh, Instagram account. Uh, you know, start. You know, I met her at AggieCon. Start following her, and I'm like, wow. You and I like the fact that it's you also post like stuff that you're working on. Um, that's one of the things that like I, I follow. I followed a couple of cosplayers here and there, and over time, it's like, okay, you know, yeah, it's it's awesome to see you in the costume, but I, I want to see what is it you're working on, or you know, even if you're not necessarily describing, I just you know, I kind of like to see that background stuff, and I you know, I appreciate that you put that out there. So, thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Uh, so for <laughs> for you can find me on uh on, on the interwebs, like Facebook and Instagram. Under red pill props in cosplay, okay. and if you're wondering, yes, it is entirely a Matrix reference. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, much like Jillian, I, I I post pretty much photos of everything that I'm doing. So, uh, um, and I've I've toyed around the idea of, of putting on a Patreon, but I I so like I it, it it might happen, it might not. But it's like she said, it's kind of only for like the super dedicated. Uh, fans and followers so like and right. i'm and uh so it might not even happen so <laughs> i mean always- for what it's worth i don't know that i would do it again i think it's a great idea but i'm i'm not convinced still i spent a long time thinking about if i wanted it and then mm. waffled and i'm still not convinced <laughs> okay so. yeah very cool. Well, you can follow my individual wacky adventure online at Optimus Gene on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For everyone on the site, have a good night. This has been a presentation of the Epically Geeky Network. 